Is there something wrong? Warning. Live support failure on all decks. Abandon ship. Maybe it is time to take command. Bridge to Captain. Join Jan Shaw. Updating current events as only Jan can. Library computer. Data being received. To go where too few have gone before. A production of Cosmic Reality Radio. Hello and welcome to this week's Cosmic Creating Show. My name is Jan Shaw, known as the Success Alchemist. You can find me at the successalchemist.net and at the webalchemist.net and um, on Facebook and YouTube, Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist, on Twitter at Coach Jan Shaw. And today is the 13th of March, 2021. And I've got a lot to cover today. I hope I can fit it all in. Um, HRC gone, question mark. Good things coming, question mark. The Biden speech, the royal interview for Rory and the COVID bill has been passed. So I'm going to start with um, a rundown of an interview uh, of Simon Parks by Doug Billings. And this is on the right side show. I'm going to be shuffling papers because I've got a lot of notes here. Here we are. So, yeah, he Simon Parks is on the right side show with Doug Billings on Beck TV, a new platform, I believe, that Doug is using. And he had some very interesting information to share. So I want to pick out the key points of this and share them with you. So the interview started by Doug referencing an interview that he'd done with General Flynn and had sent to Simon and asked for Simon's um, thoughts about it. And I haven't listened to that interview, but I gathered that General Flynn had been talking more about a long term solution to, you know, the the um, illegal Biden administration rather than something occurring soon and quickly. Um, Simon's response was, well, you know, when you're in a war, you don't give away your moves. So you know, in a nutshell, saying don't expect General Flynn to come out with what the real plans are because that just tips off the bad guys. So that was kind of putting that into context. And I know we do tend to get a bit frustrated if we hear, oh, no, it's, you know, it's got to be Trump 2024. Well, no way, you know, we've got to have Trump 2021. So anyway, the first thing that he talks about is Hillary Clinton. And I shared this last week on the show, basically the article that was saying that Hillary Clinton had been arrested by Marines. And it was because um, even though she had tried to destroy emails that had been subpoenaed by acid washing, that they had actually been captured by the NSA. So, you know, her attempt at covering herself hadn't worked. Now, as I said, I was dubious about this, but Simon had actually posted something on his blog at simonparks.org, basically saying he had been um, hearing from two sources that this had happened. And there was also a later post by him saying about his plans to do a Q&A, but he'd been delayed because of... um, information relating to Hillary Clinton's arrest and I couldn't find anything more specific from him but he did talk about it on this interview and he basically said you know if I had a dollar for every time I've heard that Hillary Clinton was arrested he'd be a wealthy man but he said he's had that intel from two sources and a marine team last week um, with others spoke to Clinton now whether that means spoke to Clinton and basically arrested her. He said the NSA retrieved the acid-washed emails and had all the information anyway. It's a wealth of information not shared with the public or patriots. Simon is looking for any follow-up activity, any developments, and if it has occurred, it will be the tipping point. And he is confident that March and April will be very exciting, extremely exciting. And he did say that in his previous uh, update. This one was on the 8th of 
uh, March, by the way. He did say he expected exciting things to happen in March and April. Now, Biden still hasn't given a State of the Union address. Uh, some things happened on the 4th, but to do with the financial system. So I know there were people saying, well, March the 4th was the original inauguration date and everybody was hoping that by um that trump would be inaugurated there have been uh reports that he has been secretly inaugurated whether that's true or not um i don't know um but then he goes on to explain about this new financial system he did say in the uk there's a meeting scheduled for june or july with all the world leaders and the team around Biden have informed the organisers that Biden probably won't be attending. So I think this is possibly more confirmation that Biden isn't really in office. This is all a movie to awaken the people. And then uh, Simon went on to explain about the, the financial system. And he said there's a change on the way to the global financial system, which will make it very difficult for the bad people to do what they've always done. And it's relating to the QFS, which is the quantum financial system. And anybody who follows, you know, the, the alternate new, alternative news and follows Q or whatever will have heard about the quantum financial system, I'm sure. And it's to replace the SWIFT system. And it allows instant transfers, which means the banks can't manipulate money and make money from transfers in that interim sending and receiving. Um, he then went on to say he'll be moving to Florida in September and is also having bases in Texas and Arizona. He says the new government will be in Texas and the Q movement is in Arizona and the White House will be in Florida. And we've heard about the, the Winter White House that's Mar-a-Lago and I explained in a previous show that Mar-a-Lago um, was actually bought by Trump and it had been originally set up as a winter white house so it has a skiff and, and all sorts of um, safety measures for housing the president in winter which is very interesting. He also said that there are lots of white hats in Florida and they're all close to, to where Trump is. He then says um, that medbeds will be firstly in Texas and secondly in Florida. And again, anybody who follows the alternative views will have heard about medbeds, which can, you know, ma magically heal people. And I think this relates to what Trump has said about, you know, come whatever date hospitals won't be necessary or will have some amazing cures and pretty sure that relates to the metal beds and other hidden technologies i mean there are thousands of hidden uh, patents that have been hidden because they they are technologies that give you know provide free energy provide healing that are really going to encroach on the deep state profit centers of of you know oil-based energy and and uh big pharma and everything else so i think we could see those um being revealed in the very near future once trump gets back into his rightful place as the truly elected president um Simon was saying that he's planning to use them in healing centres that he's going to set up across the US. He plans to put a healing centre in every state. The first ones will be in uh, Florida, Texas and Arizona. Um, the military currently have the med beds, but he's expecting them to be released so that he can make use of them in his healing centres. He's saying that a lot of the people that we thought were bad guys are actually turning out to be good guys. And the only one he mentions is Elon Musk. And I've seen some tweets from Elon Musk that suggest indeed that he is on the good side as opposed to it's almost like he was playing a role before because he used to put stuff out that really led you to believe that he was deep state. But uh, more recently, he has put things out that suggest, you know, he... He is a white hat, a good guy. And 
originally it was thought that he was going to be putting up all these satellites that were meant to um, put 5G across the globe. And, you know, we know that 5G is very detrimental to human health and the, the health of the planet, actually. He's just launched the 60th satellite. And Simon says that it's important it's an important point for our next stage of development on this planet so i'm not quite sure what that satellite is capable of and why it would make such a difference to us but um anyway that's what he says he says a lot has happened in the last fortnight and there's much more to come and he mentions the etna Mount Etna eruption and the earthquake in New Zealand and then goes on to talk about the Five Gorges Dam in China and he says there may well be a natural disaster and again in the alternative news there's been a lot of talk about the Five Gorges Dam and and whether it's going to collapse and create you know well unbelievable casualties because of all the the highly populated cities in the path of you know the the dam breaking and releasing all these millions of gallons of water um he says that the five gorges dam is not structurally sound and the earthquakes have been building in china and it will be an earthquake that could finally compromise the dam and cause it to break um, there's some talk then between Simon and Doug. Uh, Simon was, uh, sorry, Doug was asking Simon about, you know, what he has said about child trafficking. And he goes on to say, and I think this also relates to, you know, not everybody is a bad guy. He's saying that not everyone in Hollywood is evil. And we know John Voigt puts out some wonderful uh, videos on Twitter and so on. He said there's a director in Hollywood who is making a film about trafficking children in underground tunnels. And then Simon expands on this. He does say he doesn't cover it to any great degree on his updates because, you know, it's so horrific. Um, he says that the tunnels under the White House and the Capitol were the worst and most evil in America the most horrific he says that the med beds are for the rescuers as well as the children because of the trauma from the horrors that they've seen it's mainly marines and civilian contractors that are doing the rescuing simon doesn't go into detail because although people want the truth it is so horrific most or many people couldn't handle it the satanic people see Lucifer as their God and their religion and see the true God and Jesus Christ as usurpers. They are hell-bent on bringing their religion to earth. Part of the religion is a diabolical way of behaving. He doesn't go into detail, but I presume he means satanic ritual abuse, satanic child sacrifice, amongst other things. It is a war between good and evil. It's always been a war, but it's now coming into the open. We need to understand the trickery and the diabolical behaviour. Simon has worked with children and adults who have escaped the Hollywood entertainment industry. Children are sold into slavery. When the truth comes out, it will be the hardest truth for anyone in America and the world to swallow. They do evil for a reason as part of the control system. In 2012, Simon worked with a young woman who had been sold into a secret society and then her father bought her back. He even mentioned for a million dollars. She had six altars. Uh, in other words, p alternative personalities. This is what the satanic abuse is intended to do. It, it, it causes so much trauma that the, the mind splits into multiple personalities that are then programmed to follow certain orders based on specific triggers. And he says that she had six altars and Simon was able to heal them, get them reabsorbed into the core self, deactivate a suicide program and 
you know, you can learn more about this if you want to. I mean, it's not pleasant, but the more we know about it, you know, truth is power. Um, because certain personalities are tr a, a specific personality will be triggered to if it's um, on the point of exposing things. This is the suicide program. It can be triggered to behave in a certain way in terms of providing sexual services and so on. And um, if you're interested in finding out more about that, there's a really good book by Kathy O'Brien. It's called Transformation, T-R-A-N-C-E formation. You can get that on Amazon. And it's about how she was um, actually healed um, of these split personalities, but she also describes all the experiences she had from a young child and names a lot of interesting names, I have to say. Um, she, he goes on to say about this, um, the people that he healed, the, the, the daughter and the, the father, the family line was being bred to go into top managerial positions. We're dealing with an organisation that has been here since before Babylon and that wants to fill top positions with people they can control. Um, and I just thought the term Manchurian candidates, which he actually talks about uh, later on. God created people pure and these people want to fracture the light and make people evil. And that is an affront to God an affront to humanity and an affront to common decency. And it has got to stop he then talks about precious metals he said silver and gold are described as 0.999 pure we're told it can't be a hundred percent pure as it will be too soft but gold and, and silver are holy metals the 0.999 is the metal the 1.1 percent or what makes it 100 percent pure is god it's the remainder. The Satanist turns things upside down and that's how we get 666. They take good, wholesome things and they invert them. That's their trickery. They mix lies with truth. Marines are the ones going down into the tunnels and doing the work. The reason why they're doing it and not literally going mad is because their connection with God or to God is so strong. Uh, he said there are some marshals and other units involved as well. We're only getting part of the story about all the children being rescued. I think he's referring to the reports in the news about some of the trafficked children being rescued. Trump wanted the wall on the southern border because of the numbers of children being brought across and then claimed by people posing as relatives and it's feeding the child trafficking industry. That's why the wall must be built that's why Trump must come back and the Border Patrol should stick a finger up to Biden uh, against his immigration policies and carry on doing their very important job. We are right to hold the line and trust the plan and eventually we'll be able to look back and say, thank goodness we didn't cave in because it's all been worth it. So that's the key information that... Uh, Simon gave. It's very encouraging. I just want to also share um, some points from a 107 update. And Simon actually recommended this on his blog. And this was from the 10th of March. And he's primarily explaining the process to people uh, because people are, you know, wanting the military to go out and make arrests and, you know, take back the power. And he's explaining that that is not the way things can happen. He says the military are doing their own investigation following the DNI report and have concluded that there was sufficient interference to change the outcome of the election. And he did refer to the fact that that DNI report was only delivered the day before Biden's so-called inauguration, and that the military had to wait until he was inaugurated um, to actually complete the, the takeover, if you like, the illegal takeover. We've heard that before, I know. If a Manchurian candidate has gained control, the military is charged with protecting the constitution of the republic and restoring it. 
The Constitution has been violated and broken. The role of the military is to restore lawful civilian authorities to take back control over the country. If the result of the election was so scrambled that you couldn't identify the winner, you would have to do a militarily controlled revote. But that's not what's going on here. There will not be a revote. The result is clear. The majority of the states voted for Trump. The handful of states that flipped the vote, digital analysis shows Trump won significantly. The military's role is to place the legal winner in office. Biden isn't allowed to fly on Air, Air Force One. And there's been a black flag flying at the White House. It's a black military prisoner of war missing in action war flag from the Vietnam War era. War era. So who is the POW at the White House and who is missing in action? They're trolling again. Um, and we can guess the prisoner of war is obviously Biden, if he is at the White House, which I'm going to cover a little later. And missing in action, of course, is uh, Trump not being there. The military has to restore as quickly and safely as possible lawful civilian control. An enemy attacked, in other words, the foreign powers, the foreign interference, who is the true lawful commander-in-chief. The military reports to the true commander-in-chief who outlines the steps to be taken. They look to him for direction. A military junta is not running the country. The military doesn't make arrests on the direction of generals. They do it at the president's bidding. The courts are corrupt. Congress is corrupt. So you can't get justice from the Justice Department. They wouldn't allow any cases to be heard. And Congress is compromised by blackmail, perversion, pedophilia, Epstein Island, Standard Hotel, protecting their interests. The real commander in chief has to instruct the military to make arrests. Trials will be held at Gitmo because you can't get justice at the Justice Department. This is what's going to happen next. So you can see both of those um, videos on SimonParks.org. So moving on now, I want to look at this Biden speech that happened this week. And also, I want to share with you some of the things on Ghost Ezra's channel on Telegram, because... He shares a lot of information. It's almost another version of Q. And um, he's got some interesting points there about is Biden really in the White House? So let me just jump over there to begin with. And then I will share some things about the Biden speech this week. So an interesting thing is shared is from Richard Citizen Journalist. And it's a nine minute video and he's actually videoing from a place overlooking the Rose Garden and what he's saying is that this so-called speech that Biden was making at the in the Rose Garden um, the Rose Garden is empty he says you, you and uh, Ghost Ezra says Rose Garden, DC, live, you be the judge. Here it is for your own eyes. Basically saying that this is not happening at the Rose Garden at all. And then scrolling down, he's got a screenshot of a post by Daniel Scavino, of course, that he puts out a lot of communications on Twitter. Beautiful evening with my best friend in the White House tonight. And it's saying his location is Palm Beach. Arkansas, you know what to do. Get out and support Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the next governor of Arkansas. But it's interesting that he says he's in the White House tonight in Palm Beach. And as I mentioned before, he's actually got a screenshot of an article that says little known feature of Trump's Mar-a-Lago bomb shelters. The Winter White House has three bomb shelters, for those that didn't know, and a skiff. And he's put a, he puts out several polls. Will the White House in D.C. ever be occupied again by a president? And 92 percent said no. So I think the point is that the um, D.C., of course, is a foreign state and not the true center of power of the republic. It's it's the center related to United States corporation.
And then further down the feed, he shows uh, an image. It's actually two images. One of the real White House with Trump in front. And it shows the, the structure of the top of the columns. And then the setting for Biden's speech. And you can see it's a totally different structure because above the this uh the you know the top of the columns you can see daylight it hasn't got the rooms above that the true white house has and he shows a screenshot of a couple of tweets rt the right melissa at real donald trump joe biden will not set foot in that white house 170,000 votes in Michigan have just been discovered too, and then it's uh, not continued. But this is dated November 27th, 2020. Biden can only enter the White House as president if he can prove that his ridiculous 80 million votes were not fraudulently or illegally obtained. When you see that happened, when you see what happened in Detroit, Atlanta, Philadelphia and Milwaukee, massive voter fraud, He's got a big unsolvable problem and Ghost Ezra says nobody's home and also shows us um, a photo of the White House this morning at 6am. So let's look at the speech itself and this is Gateway Pundit dated the 10th. Joe Biden mumbles through COVID talk. Only 1,049 people watch the speech live. Only 1.4 thousand retweets. But Joe had 81 million votes. What a crock. Joe Biden mumbled through a prepared COVID speech on Wednesday in the White House. Only 1,049 people watch his speech live on the White House channel. This is such a complete joke what these people are feeding the American people. Joe Biden can't fill a gymnasium. He has less charisma than a turnip. He has to read every single word from his teleprompter or sound like a bumbling idiot. But he got 81 million votes. What a complete crock. And of course, Biden did not give President Trump a single thank you for leaving him with a vaccine for the, for the coronavirus. And another article by gateway pundit after having held zero press conferences since taking office biden shuffles away and ignores questions about when he will hold a presser joe biden mumbled through a prepared covid speech on wednesday from the white house only 1049 people watched his speech live on the white house channel after joe biden's low energy speech he shuffled away as reporters shouted questions after having held zero press conferences since taking office, Joe Biden fled the podium and ignored questions about when he will hold a press conference. Biden talked about COVID vaccines, but he ignored questions about when he will hold a press conference. And it shows the video. Last week, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said that Joe Biden will hold a full press conference by the end of the month. It has been 50 days since Joe Biden was sworn into office after stealing the 2020 election and he still hasn't held a press conference or given a State of the Union address and the media thinks this is totally normal. Joe Biden can hardly string a sentence together because of his severe cognitive decline but the media keeps covering for him. Then we have an article by The Daily Wire. Biden makes numerous false claims during speech while failing to give Trump admin credit for vaccine work. This is March the 12th. President Joe Biden made numerous false and misleading claims on Thursday night during his first primetime address in which he repeatedly failed to give credit to the Trump administration for all the work that it did to get vaccines developed in historic time. A year ago, we were hit with a virus that was met with silence and spread unchecked, Biden falsely claimed. On December 31st, China reported the coronavirus to the World Health Organization, which came after people had been getting sick with the virus for weeks. Just a few days later, the Trump administration began to repeatedly reach out to the communist Chinese government in an attempt to get into the nation and help respond to the outbreak. China refused to allow US and international scientists into their country. 
Additional early actions taken by the Trump administration include January 6, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, issued a level one travel notice for Wuhan, China, due to the spreading virus. January 7th, CDC established a coronavirus incident management system to better share and respond to information about the virus. January 11th, the CDC updated a level one travel health notice for Wuhan, China. January 17th, the CDC began implementing public health entry screening at the three US airports that received the most travellers from Wuhan, San Francisco, New York, JFK and Los Angeles. January 20th, Dr Fauci announced that the National Institutes of Health was already working on the development of a vaccine for the coronavirus. January 21st, the CDC activated its Emergency Operations Centre to provide ongoing support to the coronavirus response. All of those actions were taken before China even launched their quarantine of Wuhan, a city of 11 million people, on January 23rd. To say that the pandemic was met with silence, as Biden said, is false. Biden continued, That's why I'm using every power I have as President of the United States to put us on a war footing to get the job done. It sounds like hyperbole, but I mean it, a war footing. And thank God we're making some real progress now. On my first full day in our office, I outlined for you a comprehensive strategy to beat this pandemic. And we have spent every day since attempting to carry it out. Two months ago, the country, this country, didn't have nearly enough vaccine supply to vaccinate all or near all of the American public. But soon we will. Former HHS Assistant Secretary for Health, Admiral Brett Girouard, the federal official overseeing coronavirus testing efforts, has repeatedly hit the Biden administration for its false claim that the Trump administration left them starting from scratch with no plan to carry out vaccinations and failed to secure enough vaccine supply. Even left-wing publications and fact-checkers have debunked these claims. I'm so tired of the continuing lies that POTUS inherited as COVID-19 vaccine mess, when in fact 99% of current vaccine manufacturing and distribution is exactly as planned and explicitly described by Trump administration's Operation Warp Speed, Giroir wrote. Biden continued, We've been working with the vaccine manufacturers, Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, to manufacture and purchase hundreds of millions of doses of these three safe, effective vaccines. And now at the direction and with the assistance of my administration, Johnson & Johnson, Johnson is working together with a competitor, Merck, to speed up and increase the capacity to manufacture new Johnson & Johnson vaccine, which is one shot. In fact, just yesterday I announced, and I met with the CEOs of both companies, I announced our plan to buy an additional 100 million doses of Johnson & Johnson vaccines. These two companies, competitors, have come together for the good of the nation and they should be applauded for it. However, the breakthrough touted by Biden was first conceived by Trump officials last year culminating in a January 4th conference call arranged between Merck and Johnson & Johnson's senior leaders, the Washington Post noted yesterday. The Washington Post added, Monsef Slough, a reg registered Democrat and pharmaceutical industry veteran who helped lead Trump's Operation Warp Speed initiative to speed vaccine development, expressed bewilderment about the blame directed by Biden and his top advisers at the early immunisation effort, which equipped the United States with multiple vaccines as well as contracts, allowing the government to snap up more supply than any other country. Honestly, I find that unwarranted, unwise and ununderstandable, said Slowey, who resigned at the Biden administration's request. I'm amazed that people felt the need to belittle the work that was done. All of this comes against the backdrop of Biden claiming that he wants the country to unify and heal, while also saying that the bitter political fighting needs to come to an end. 
Despite calls for national unity and bipartisanship, President Joe Biden and his top aides have declined to give the Trump administration credit on the nation's COVID-19 vaccine rollout, while relying heavily on a system established by their predecessors. ABC News reported this week, Biden insists he inherited a mess, but the Trump vaccine rollout is a playbook he's mostly stuck with. Biden continued, It's truly a national effort, just like we saw during World War II. Now, because of all the work we've done, we'll have enough vaccine supply for all adults in America by the end of May. That's months ahead of schedule. And we're mobilising thousands of vaccinators to put the vaccine in one's arm calling on active duty military, FEMA, retired doctors and nurses, administrators and those to administer the shots. First, tonight, I'm announcing that I will direct all states, tribes and territories to make all adults, people 18 and over, eligible to be vaccinated no later than May. Let me say that again. All adult Americans will be eligible to get a vaccine no later than May 1st. That's much earlier than expected. Let me be clear, that doesn't mean everyone's going to have that shot immediately, but it means you'll be able to get in line beginning May 1st. Every adult will be eligible to get their shot. To do this, we're going to go from a million shots a day that I promised in December before I was sworn in to maintaining, beating our current pace of two million shots a day, outpacing the rest of the world. Again, these remarks continue numerous false claims. Trump contracted 800 million vaccine doses, enough for 400 million people, which is more than the US population before he left office. RNC Research tweeted, when fact-checked on vaccines, Operation Warp Speed, Biden's Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack refused to credit the Trump administration. And it's got a, um, a video embedded there. As far as the vaccination timeline is concerned, Lieutenant General Paul Ostrowski retired. Operation Warp Speed Supply Production and Distribution Director stated in November that 100% of Americans that want the vaccine will have had the vaccine by June. That is very similar to the goal that Biden announced last night. And it's a tweet from The Recount. 100% of Americans that want the vaccine will have had the vaccine by June. From Lieutenant General Paul Ostrowski, Operation Warp Speed, Supply, Production and Distribution Director. Biden continued, When I came into office, you may recall, I set a goal that many of you said was kind of way over the top. I said I intended to get 100 million shots in people's arms in my first 100 days in office. Tonight, I can say we are not only going to meet that goal, we're going to beat that goal. This is false. On Trump's final day in office, 1.6 million vaccines were given to Americans and the pace of vaccinating a million Americans a day had effectively been met just two days after Biden took office, according to Bloomberg News whose data showed that the rates of vaccination had been increasing in the weeks before Biden took over and continued to increase at approximately same, the same pace throughout Biden's first week in office. But then we've got the usual story of Hollywood celebrities fawn over Joe Biden during his address. It makes you cry. And this is March 13th. It's uh, an article by resistthemainstream.org. Hollywood celebrities fawned over President Joe Biden on Thursday night as he delivered his first primetime presidential address to the nation. The stars poured on the praise from CBS mom star Kristen Johnston, who said Biden's kicking ass, to director Rob Rayner, who said, thank God we have a real president. It makes you cry. Joe Biden's address came 50 days into his presidency. He hit former President Donald Trump right out of the gate, saying more deaths, more infections, more stress and more loneliness was the result of the coronavirus being met with silence and denials a year ago when the first positive cases became public. Biden didn't mention Trump's decision on January 31st, 2020, to declare a national health emergency and to impose a ban on travel to and from China. This came before the first COVID-19 diagnosis in the US and Joe Biden was still holding crowded campaign events in March 2020. 
And the article goes on with all of these fawning statements by these Hollywood people. I'm not going to read it because, quite honestly, it makes me want to throw up. But, um, you know, nothing unexpected about that at all. There's a far more sensible response to Biden's speech by Governor DeSantis of Florida. Insane. Governor DeSantis rips Biden for threatening more lockdowns. And this was March 13th, Gateway Pundit. On Thursday, Joe Biden threatened that if conditions change, tyrannical COVID lockdowns might be needed again. DeSantis called the idea of another round of lockdowns insane and totally unacceptable. He also vowed that Florida was not going to be locked down again. Newsweek, Newsweek reported Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has rejected President Joe Biden's warning that a new round of COVID-19 restrictions could be on the horizon if efforts to contain the virus fail, calling the prospect insane. Here is what DeSantis said. Biden last night said that they may have to impose more lockdown-type policies in the future, DeSantis said during the press conference. I can tell you that ain't happening in Florida. We are not going to let him lock down Florida. I know they talked about restricting travel of Floridians. That's totally unacceptable. We've said that from the beginning. To even contemplate doing any kind of lockdown, honestly, it's insane. So that's not going to happen in the state of Florida. He continued, we like the fact that people have been able to work here, so we're going to continue doing what works, but under no circumstances would we entertain doing anything of the sort. The Gateway Pundit previously reported on how Ron DeSantis's handling of the pandemic has been vindicated, and it's a link to an article saying COVID numbers vindicate Ron DeSantis. While DeSantis allowed for those in Florida to be free, Dem governors were shoving COVID patients COVID-positive patients into nursing homes. And again, a link to an article, why are these four Democrat governors given a pass after sending sickly COVID spreaders to nursing homes like Governor Cuomo? And bombshell top New York official admits Cuomo hid her nursing home data so feds wouldn't find out. So much more sane response to Biden than these oh, crazy Hollywood liberals, but we're used to that by now. Before I move on to my next topic, I'd just like to share a little bit about the vaccine. And um, there have been several reports of deaths after receiving the vaccine. One of the latest ones is a Utah mum dies following COVID-19 vaccination. And this is an article by Epoch Times. And the actual title is Medical Examiner not jumping to conclusions after Utah mum dies following COVID-19 vaccination. And this is from March 12th. A Utah medical examiner on March 12th said there is not yet any evidence to suggest a connection between a death following a COVID-19 vaccination. Kasidi Kuril, a 39-year-old mother of one from Ogden, received the vaccine due to her work as a surgical tech for several plastic surgeons. She received her second dose of the Moderna vaccine on February 1st. She had no underlying medical conditions. Just four days after receiving the second dose of the vaccine, Kuril passed away. Her family believe her death may be directly linked to the vaccine. However, medical experts are warning the public not to jump to conclusions and have suggested that there is no indication that receiving the vaccine may result in death. Dr Eric Christensen, chief medical examiner for the Utah Department of Health, told Fox News that Coral's second dose of the vaccine and her death are only temporarily related. We don't have any evidence that there are connections between the vaccines and deaths at this point, he said. We don't have any indication of that. Christensen said side effects such as fever-like symptoms from the vaccine are to be expected, but how an individual responds to the vaccine will ultimately be determined by their biology. Certainly there are side effects of a vaccine that are directly linkable to the vaccine and what's going on in your body, Christensen said. You know, the pain in the arm, the fever-like symptoms related to your immune response to what was put into you. Those kinds of things clearly happen. Christensen added that while cases involving death after the vaccine are worth investigating, 
Until health officials know all the results, it's just speculation. According to local news channel KUTV, her family said that Kuril had more energy than most people around her and was a happy person with no known underlying health problems. But in the days after receiving the vaccine, she became sick and displayed symptoms such as soreness at the shot location. She also complained that she couldn't urinate despite drinking plenty of fluids. She improved slightly the next day, but then her condition worsened. She said she had headaches, felt nauseated and still couldn't urinate. By Friday, Curl was dead. I didn't really cry when my dad died. I cry a lot for her. Her father, Alfred Hawley, a former fighter pilot in the Air Force, told the outlet. She was the one who promised to take care of me. As of March 12th, more than half a million people in Utah have been partially vaccinated, while 339,743 have been fully vaccinated, according to figures from coronavirus.utah.gov. Utah's population is roughly 3.3 million people. The Food and Drug Administration requires that vaccination providers report any deaths after COVID vaccination to the Vaccine Adverse Report System which was put in place in 1990 to capture unforeseen reactions from vaccines. On the VAERS database, there are four deaths reported involving Utah residents. One of those four deaths matches the age description of Kuril, while the other three were all in their 80s. To date, VAERS has not detected patterns in cause of death that would, ident that would indicate a safety problem with COVID-19 vaccines the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention said on its website. In a statement to Fox News, the Utah Department of Health said that the Office of the Medical Examiner will investigate any death where the COVID-19 vaccine is mentioned on the death certificate. There is no evidence COVID-19 vaccines have caused any deaths in Utah. Reports of adverse reactions and death following vaccination do not necessarily mean the vaccine caused the reaction or death. Reports of concern are verified and undergo scientific study. The CDC also follows up on any report of death to request additional information and learn about what occurred and to determine whether the death was a result of the vaccine or unrelated. An aut autopsy report on Kuril is pending. And the thing is, though, we know that there's the CDC has always denied that vaccines have adverse effects on people. They've denied there's any connection between child vaccines and autism. Um, the agenda is to protect Big Pharma. And of course, the vaccinations are a huge source of revenue for them, which is why the flu vaccine is pushed so hard. Now, I just want to go through a screenshot. This is a, an image on Ghost Ezra's channel again. And this is vaccine Q&A, facts to help you make a decision. So let's just go through these, shall we? Number one, are the mRNA vaccines experimental? Yes, because they haven't been finally licensed. They've been approved for emergency use, but they are not licensed. Have they been safety tested on animals? No. Have they been subject to medium or long term safety testing on humans? No. Um, actually, I think there might have been tests on animals. I've seen reports, though, that all the animals died after the second vaccine. And there have been many of the um, frontline doctors and, you know, people, the, the medical professionals who are dedicated to getting the truth out have been saying that with the effects of the vaccine, it'll be the second shot that triggers, you know, the major reactions from the immune system. And even to the extent of saying, you know, many people will have died within five years. So I, I can tell you categorically, I will not be taking this vaccine. So to continue on, number four, are the effects of the vaccines reversible? No. Will the vaccine stop me getting COVID? No. Will the vaccine stop me spreading COVID? No. Will the vaccines allow me to stop wearing a mask? No. Do the vaccines contain genetically modified organisms? Yes. 
Do the AstraZeneca and Johnson & Johnson vaccines contain aborted human or monkey cells? Yes. Do doctors have concerns about the mRNA vaccine's long-term effect on fertility? Yes. Is there a risk of autoimmune disease, strokes, seizures, convulsions or other side effects? Yes. And in, incidentally, I can't remember which country it is now, but there's a, a country in Europe that stopped the uh, vaccine. I can't remember either which company's vaccine it, it is because of clotting issues, blood clots. OK, has the vaccine caused any deaths or injuries? Yes. Are the vaccine manufacturers liable for injuries or deaths? caused by the vaccines? No. Are there doctors and scientists recommending people not to take it? Yes. Would you get on, a, on an experimental aircraft that had not completed standard safety testing, had no airworthiness certificate, and for which the makers have absolutely no liability for any deaths or injuries? This is what you are being asked to do with the experimental high-risk mRNA COVID vaccines. So to move on to my next topic, this is related to the interview by Oprah Winfrey of Prince Harry and Meghan. And it's created quite a furore with um, people strongly reacting to the content of the interview which is basically, you know, accusing the royal family of racism and, you know, not taking any action in relation to Meghan's supposed mental health issues of feeling suicidal and so on. And um, you can actually see the full interview on BitChute. Just do a search for Harry and Meghan interview. And the disclaimer is I haven't watched the interview because... Well, I can't stand Oprah because we know that she is part of the sex trafficking, child trafficking ring. And people have commented that in the interview, it's obvious that she's wearing an ankle bracelet. So um, indicating that she has already been arrested. There have also been people suggesting that this whole thing is CGI. And, you know, with... <laughs> Uh, like some other news in the alternative media, there have been suggestions that Meghan is actually transgender, that um, there are photographs of when she was pregnant with Archie and that she was wearing one of these false bumps that slipped at one point. So there's a lot of uh, questions around who these people are. Um, you know, I think people think a lot of Harry probably because he is Diana's son. And of course, you know, she was so well loved by so many people. Um, the reason I bring this up is that uh, Magenta Pixie, who is a psychic from the UK and she channels the Nine, which is a, a group of um, higher dimensional beings, She's put out a video which is a psychic perspective. And it's a long video. It's um, over two hours, well, nearly three hours, actually, two hours and 45 minutes. And I did start taking some notes on this. And I just want to share her perspective. Now, I have to say, I've only watched about the first half hour because I didn't have time before the show to watch the whole thing. But I was rather surprised by her interpretation. I just wanted to share it with you. Um, she said that Meghan and Harry are connected to the fall of the cabal and that they are part of the Great Awakening by being catalysts through doing this interview. Um, and she explains about how British people... And I have to say, not all. A lot of people are awake to, you know, the truth about the royal family. Um, about, you know, there's a lot of worship of the royal family in Britain. You know, it. She, she explains it well. It sets us apart as Brits because we have the monarchy and the royal family. And um, she does say that she's not under the spell of the royal family. Uh, she says as a as a... 
a, a star seed. She's immune as our, you know, other star seeds such as ourselves are immune from being caught in the trap of fascination with things like the royal family. But Dick did acknowledge that she fell in love with Diana, as most of us did, because she was different. She was a light worker, a star seed and an activated soul. And I put a note next to this, was or is, because there is some speculation that Diana is still alive, as the speculation that JFK Jr. is. And we see that the, there are photos out there of JFK Jr. and Diana together. So, you know, whether that's true, I don't know. Um, and then she talks about how, as an empath, she can intuitively know whether someone is lying or whether they're telling the truth. She says the interview is paradigm shattering. People love the institution but don't know what's behind the scenes. They love Harry but Meghan is unpopular because, as I say, because Harry is Diana's son and she's portrayed by the media as Meghan being the villain and Kate being the hero. But she also goes on to say that um, Meghan is, and Harry, are committed to service to others as opposed to service to self. And I found that quite astonishing because that's not the impression I have got at all. And it did rankle with a lot of people, actually. Um, there are quite a number of comments on this video, my magenta expressing surprise at her interpretation of this and i was surprised too i mean i've i i like magenta's work um but the there is definitely a split view on this some are saying oh yes you know she's megan is being victimized because she's a strong woman and all the rest of it and other people are, are responding that She's they're very aware of all the questions around Meghan and around the couple and why they left the royal family. There's one comment here that was a green screen. Oprah was wearing an ankle monitor. It was on full display as a humiliation ritual. Um, and people are saying that they've already been arrested. So I just wanted to bring that to your attention and by all means, um, watch the video. Um, the one of the opera interview, as I say, is on BitChute. And the Magenta Pixie video is on Rumble. And she put it there because she thought it would be taken down from um, YouTube. It's also interesting that Piers Morgan on the morning show in the UK... Uh, really went on a rant about Meghan and ended up storming off and then resigning. So there's lots of controversy around this, not only uh, in the UK, but here as well. Um, anyway, we'll see how that plays out. The final thing I want to share quickly, as I've only got a few minutes left, is the signing of the, or the passing of the COVID relief bill. Uh, this is Gateway Pundit. Justin, has Democrats passed $1.9 trillion dollar covid relief bill that has nothing to do with covid send it to joe biden for signature uh, house democrats on wednesday passed the 1.9 trillion covid relief bill that has nothing to do with covid the motion is adopted pelosi said as she gaveled out the floor voting session and it goes on the bill with them be sent to joe biden's desk for a signature by friday and i understand that has been signed the Senate on Saturday already passed the Democrats' massive $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill that has nothing to do with COVID on a party-line vote. The bill went back to the House to approve of several last-minute changes made by Senate Democrats. The House chamber received the Senate passed bill on Tuesday and voted Wednesday 220 to 211 to adopt the bill. One House Democrat voted nay and every single Republican voted nay. Not one single Republican in the Senate or the House voted for the pork-filled bill that is really a power grab for the Democrats, teachers' unions, minority interests, and will funnel tens of thousands of dollars to federal workers. Democrat senators went around Republicans by passing the bill through budget reconciliation, a process that requires only a simple majority vote. This is what Senator Majority Leader Chuck Schumer called unity. So 
we should be getting our checks if we're eligible. I believe they're even being uh, processed electronically this weekend. So, uh, so anyway, we know that they've been filling that with a lot of um, funds that have nothing to do with COVID, going to the arts, going to you know California and New York to bail out all the um, mismanagement that's happened there. So anyway, it is what it is. But what I want to finish on is just by reminding you that we're still getting very encouraging news from people supposedly in the know. We hope it's true that things are going to change, that this is just a temporary glitch, as it were, as a means of waking people up to what the Democrats are really about. And we're, we're seeing more and more voter remorse by Democrats. So long may that continue, or at least not too long. And let's, let's just all pray that Trump is, you know, back as the legitimate president in a very short time. So thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, just to remind you, you can find me at the successalchemist.net and the webalchemist.net. And I hope to see you next week for the next Cosmic Creating Show. And I'd like to thank Nancy for pr producing. So thank you. S be well, stay safe and bye for now. You have been listening to the Cosmic Creating Radio Show with Jan Shaw, a production of Cosmic Reality Radio. Live long and prosper.